0: Yo yo yo! Fifty-five episode. I can't drop 55! Hey, I I got close to close. harmonizing. I got close, close, but I wouldn't be able to tell because I fucking hate these headphones now. I'm a little spoiled by having. What? Dude, yes, spatial audio. I had to turn that shit off. I have a I have a weird story about that. So last night I was uh I'm gonna let me back up. I jumped we jumped right into some shit. In fact, I'm not even sure with our bitchin intro, I'm going to have to like wait until the end of the little music at the beginning cuz I need to make sure that shines. <laughs> I need to make sure that shines. So I can't I can't layer it in with our fucking rap rap beat. You can put a bunch of uh auto tune,
1: uh reverb and just make it so what not what that's on the 55.
0: Yeah. That's true, but I could also put auto-tune on it. True. Or make it sound like ducks. Um, Yeah, so I said a few times that I was jealous of your setup with your computer. I finally did it. You finally did it. I finally did it. I got one. I mean,
1: last episode, it was just sitting there upstairs on your TV stand not working.
0: Yeah, and funny story – I like building computers and you, I mean for the most part, when I say building computers, when people hear that, they get the wrong idea. They think it's like some hard shit to do. It's really just snapping shit together. It's big kid Legos.
1: It's making your custom thing. Yes. You it, can explain it to somebody that way like, oh, that sounds so hard. Well, you have a fancy bike that I'm sure you customized or you have a – or you have a a old car you restored. Yeah. It's the
0: same difference. It really is. Uh, but when you say it like, oh, yeah, I, I built a new PC, like – People get this idea that you're like sitting there fucking like soldering capacitors onto a board and shit. Like it's just not the case. It's just a bunch of parts that have slots to click other parts into. It's a big puzzle, and it's pain in the ass sometimes. Um, Hayden's went without a hitch. Um, I know I mentioned that uh, I was jealous of yours and wanted to get mine. I finally got all my parts. I snap it all together, and the fucking thing will not start up. And so that's why it was sitting on the TV. No, we talked time. about that last episode. Yeah. Well, I'm catching people up in case, yeah, yeah, yeah. in case we, you know, in case our loyal listeners were not paying attention or skipped an episode <laughs> or we have news listeners welcome. welcome. Uh, now, so what happened was it was the fucking motherboard that was bad. Mm. Yeah. So I tried different RAM. I tried all this shit. I, I literally assumed it was me. You know, I was like, there's no way these brand new nice parts I bought were bad. It was the parts. I read a bunch of shit online, and like all kinds of people seem to have problems with that specific motherboard. So I said, "Fuck it." I took everything apart, put it all back together. Same issue. I said, "All right." I went to Micro Center. I picked up a new motherboard, popped it in. Motherfucker fired right up. Everything was fine. I loaded Windows and couldn't be happier. It's awesome. The shit rules. Nice. I just want to. I just want to play <laughs> on my computer now.
1: It probably makes my Mac Mini look like. Uh, like a, one of those computers that you get for toddlers in the toys section.
0: Oh, yeah. Like the, uh, the, I, my daughter has one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, we've had like a thousand you, of you them. You push a button and it's like, leap.
0: the cow goes, moo!
1: Or like those leap pads. Oh, yeah. Leap you pads. know, where it's like that, like, it's like a little bit more computing power for a kid, but still not at all. Yeah.
0: It's, yes. It is a really nice computer. Um, I, uh, I wanted to get the Mac, but I could not find I guess I'm spoiled with the computer I had upstairs and I couldn't find the specs in a Mac that that wasn't, I mean, fifteen hundred dollars for like what I wanted. I'm like, I'm trying to future proof this a little bit. I don't wanna to have to buy another one next year. So what are you doing with your old machine? So what I did was I decided that if I could sell one of my guitars for a few hundred bucks, I would have a disposable, you know, as where I, I was gonna have Five or six hundred bucks, I'll have a disposable thousand. And, by, and if I have that, I can just upgrade my computer upstairs and move my upstairs one that is a really fucking good computer to the basement as my uh, machine. Oh, so that will be
1: your yes. music. Yes. Got it, got so it. So what
0: it. I did was I bought some new parts. I took my really good parts from the old computer and made a fucking super computer with all the new parts plus the really good ones. And then I bought some cheaper parts that would be fine for recording, loaded them into the old computer. That comes to the basement. That's not my music machine. And it actually works out because anything I've worked on so far, already on there. Uh, Studio One 4 Pro, already on there. It's like it's ready to go as soon as I have a desk. Um, And so that tabletop that you see sitting there, that is my old desk. That is now the desk for down here. Um, But I need a total of five legs for it, and I have three. Oh. Yeah, so it used to have like a – uh, like a filing cabinet on one side and then the center brace and then two legs the filing cabinet i'm still using so i don't want to move it down here i have three legs and ikea is a hundred percent sold out of legs in like every color weird yeah it's i mean people working from home they're just like throwing desks together like crazy i'm sure weird we just weird shit you take for granted i'm about like, to make one that's what I. That's what my last desk was. So I did say that was my last desk. I lied. There was a desk in between that. That's what I moved here with. I built a desk using um, two by eights. Built the top, stained it. Built kind of a farmhouse base. Uh, pull out drawer for like a big forty nine key keyboard. Um, shelving over here for like the printer and all kinds of shit. It was actually really cool. It was seven foot long, so it was like just over, just over the size of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, heavy as a bitch, and then when i had it for a while i was like i really want a standing desk so i bought a standing desk and then built a nice standing desk computer where it can move up and down on motors Mm -hmm. and then i just literally took all the hard work i put in that desk and sawed the bitch apart and threw it away (laughs) it's just
1: it's like if next week you're like you know what fuck
0: this deck (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) uh, so something happened to me this week and it made me think about building a desk so i uh you know how Uh, So so I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning my, my man cave downstairs, Mm -hmm. my riff lab. Riff dungeon. And, uh, and I'm going like, I could, I kept smelling something and I'm just like, what the, like, it smells like cat pee, but I, I've cleaned the litter boxes. Like I just cleaned the litter boxes and I, and I had just, you know, cleaned the bathroom down there because I made it into a vocal booth. And, um, and so I'm just cleaning up. I'm like, what? And I'm like looking at the corners. I'm like looking behind my rigs and stuff. I'm like, where's a cat peeing down here? Mm. And, uh, and then I'm like, I was stumped. So I sat down or didn't set, sit, I went to sit down and I set my hand on, you know, I have that sectional couch yeah. in the basement, yep. the middle section was soaked, like the whole seat up the back seeping into the other two sections. Whoa. That's, One of my cats was just
0: destroying that, that, a couch you th- you for think days. That's cat pee?
1: Oh, it was definitely. I, I got close and then I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's, and this is, they did it to a mattress in my house too, a few months ago. So I don't know what the deal is. I've dealt with cats peeing before. And none of these three cats have ever had issues. Uh-huh. So usually if that's the, that's the, if there's no previous issues, there's something they're stressed about. You know, something like that. Yeah. So I'm like, is it Pepper? But Pepper's like really, our dogs have become really good, like really good with the cats. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Still trying to figure it out, but it's fucking cats, man. Uh, so I was like, well, that's it for this couch. She had a good run. We've <laughs> had it for almost 10 years. It's had two, two tours of the living room and one, one of the basement. And, uh, so I just took it outside. And, you know, schedule a bulk pickup thing or whatever. But then I was like, wow, I have like so much more room down here. So I moved the rigs over, the guitar rigs over there, some storage over here, and like it opened up a lot. And then I was standing there and realized, you know, there's the window in the middle of the wall with the shelving on either side. Yeah. The window is about four feet wide and the ledge, there's like a, there's like a ledge that's like really solid that's about, I don't know, six or seven inches deep. So I'm just going to, you know, get some wood cut to that size, fasten it to that, and then put some uh, angled supports underneath to hold it up. Cause then it's like, it's a good standing desk's height, but then I could also get like a stool or something yeah. like that. But it's also like, it'll be a good place to actually have a spot to work, like an actual office that's also a studio. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: And getting it up out of the middle of the floor, you'll probably still have even more room. Yeah. So tell me about this. You said you cleaned the bathroom and
1: turned it into a vocal booth. Is it like permanently a vocal no, booth? No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, technically, because I like stapled shit to the ceiling and the walls with a, with a stapler. It's so a permanent in that way yeah, yeah. that I. It's like sound,
0: not uh, sound dampening, like.
1: That I. is permanent in the fact that I did ruin <laughs> walls, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to redo that bathroom at some point anyway. But no, I just took, it's real, it's real, uh, DIY DIY uh, I, like the window is covered I got like a board like a piece of article board and I and I draped a draped a, uh, a sleeping bag a huge sleeping bag over it yeah and put that against the window so that's just like baffling and covering the window and the light and then in between the toilet and the sink so like halfway through I got just like one of those quilted moving blankets yeah for like 20 bucks and just stapled it along the ceiling and along the wall and actually like made a little curved area of it and put the microphone stand right there and so you have the mirror there and then we took a couple of the lights out and I put a red light in there Mm. so it's like really grim and you can like look at yourself while you while you are doing vocals if you want but like for just like a 20 bucks and I bought a mic stand too so like for a total of probably 35 40 bucks I turned my basement bathroom into like a decently dampened vocal booth with that actually still has a little bit of like slap back off the walls.
0: That you could probably also fucking develop photography in, it sounds yeah, like. Probably. There you go with the red light and shit. But
1: anyway, it was it was pretty cool. Like it, like and uh Lee and I demoed a song and Did
0: uh, you do you've already used it? Yeah. Oh uh, shit. Lee and
1: I demoed a song and I'm gonna use a better mic uh, and a uh, better interface. Yeah. And um I have both. Well I already Okay. I, I was just I, saying. I borrowed it. You know and, me. I'll send you home um, with some shit, Colin. Because I was just using the mic that you had lent me for this. Yeah. And which is fine and it worked fine. It's but I wanted something uh, that was a little bit more spatial. And it's uh, basically
0: like a SM fifty eight clone.
1: Yeah. And so uh gonna try it with a l- little bit uh more decent like a equipment con- condenser mic or something. Yeah. And a better interface. And then uh condenser mic. Yeah, yeah and uh and then um what was' I gonna say oh and then I've been like watching like tons of videos on mixing heavy vocals and like uh, like just like looking at or like listening to different engineers take on it yeah because some people use like a lot of delays some people use a lot of reverb some people you know use expanders and stuff like that so I've been just kind of like going through all these different ones and kind of seeing what I feel like seems to be the right way to go it's a lot of fun i'm having a lot of fun like i feel like i'm like l- like learning how to like legitimately dial stuff <laughs> in how to use compressors how to use stuff like that you know so it's, it's a lot of fun and my basement actually like, feels like a music
0: place now i did something similar uh so you know i've been like off and on doing some like streaming shit just to have fun and like it started out i was just trying to do the streaming thing to figure out how to get my kids set up and in doing so, like, I had some ideas, like, of what I would like, you know? So when I see people doing streaming, like, they always have, like, a mic, like, right in fucking front of their face. And, like, to me, that would be very distracting. Like, I wouldn't be able to focus on playing a video game and shit like that and also having, like, a mic in front of my face. So I've always thought, why don't people use shotgun mics similar to when you, you know, record c- fucking videos and commercials and shit like that? They're, they're always, like, off camera pointing down, like, why can't, you know, if, you're, if that's good enough for fucking... Blockbuster movies, like why couldn't you use something like that? So, in doing some research, I found like a thirty dollar Amazon shotgun mic. That's like holy shit for thirty dollars! Like you'll never find anything better. I had bought that, kind of mounted it up and out of the view, and I'd been using that on Zoom calls. And everyone's always like, "What? What are you like? Why do you have like very like crisp audio on Zoom? Like why? <laughs> why is that? Like is that your phone?" I'm like, "No." Why do
1: I keep clearly hearing the shit you're mumbling under your breath? Yeah. Uh, so there's
0: that, and then similarly, I was like, "Fuck it, I'll I'll use it for streaming." So I mounted it up there, and in the streaming software, you can add, you know, VST plugins. So Reaper, you know, is not a free program, but they have free VST plugins: expander, gates, compression, delay, all kinds of shit. It's like, and they're free on the website. So I went and snagged those and used it for the noise gate, uh, compressor, and. Uh, the expander <laughs> and got my fucking audio i mean to sound pretty good out of a 30 dollars shotgun awesome. mic that people spend like a thousand dollars on all the time so
1: that's what be, i've been thinking a lot about this lately just because you know um i've got this record that's almost done that i've done at home with software yeah and uh you know and i did that with Marinatha when i started I mean, Maranatha, the the first EP I did in GarageBand. And, um, and, uh, I had my guitar and an an HM2 pedal and a USB audio interface and a cracked version of Drum Kit from Hell. (laughs) You know what I mean? Everybody had that. So, you know, like that's how I did the first record and I did it out of necessity just because I had to get this thing out of me. I had to get this music out and I, I just needed to get it done and I, and, but, after that then it was like i i have a lot of friends who've got studios i've got you know i can get free to cheap studio time anywhere i go i can trade design i can you know like but so the idea of doing another one at home is like really it feels weirder to me like i'm cheating Mm -hmm. but then i'm just like it's 2020 like if we play live i'll dial in something huge i have analog equipment you know what i mean yeah but like like but like, you mean it feels like cheating because you are using software to do things? Not only th- there is that part of it because there is that kind of the art of like lining up a mic just right and getting that tone, and like, oh, maybe I want it to sound like this with that mic across the room. And I know you can do that with software, but it's there is a magic of sure. being in the studio. You've you are you've been in a studio. Yeah. To me, it's my favorite part because you are hearing it all come together, and there is the energy of like being in a room with your drummer, you know, and stuff like that. Right. So that's when I say cheating. It just kind of feels like I'm just, like, doing things. But at the same time, it's, like, I was talking with another friend about this yesterday, and it's, like, it's 2020. Like, if I have the tools to make something sound like it sounds in my head, it gives a shit how I get there. Right. You know what I mean? I'm using uh, guitar plugins that were made with care by actual with, by an actual engineer mm-hmm. who we all look up to. You know what I mean? and that the and I'm and I'm putting money in his pocket and then I'm using drums from that were recorded by Kurt Ballou in his God City studio with his kits and with his perfection so like you know so it's like I'm using his engineering mindset and I'm throwing money in his pocket too. So it's like it's just a new way of doing it. Yeah. And uh it's just I guess it's like and it's like but at the same time it's not. I mean it's like electronic musicians been doing it since the late 60s but uh you know but it's just the um like all of my like my punk rock spidey sense goes off like oh yeah yeah. you need to go in a studio and you need to just fucking jam this thing out
0: people are fine now but like that that's how it used to be every time i would talk about like playing through a kemper like people would give me shit. Like, well, it's not a real amp. Like, I'm like, yeah, it is a fucking real amp. It's just, it's it's a solid state amp that we all used to talk shit about. But guess what? It sounds good nowadays.
1: I think people automatically assume when they see stuff like that, they automatically assume like those old like Line Six amps. Oh yeah, combos, which yeah. just like Metal Zone and you know all the a different,
0: hundred like- effects and a giant pedal board <laughs> and yada. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I, people need to embrace new and like. Another way that I've been seeing people embrace new lately has been with the streaming platform, I, shit tons of DJs and musicians. I, I'm like – every time I go to Twitch, the front page is almost always some kind of person who's performing. Like the other day, it was like a – I don't know, maybe early 60s, early to late 60s old guy uh, – Long gray hair with a a skinny tie and his arms rolled up, his arm sleeves rolled up, DJing, playing like EDM music or something and like just vibing out and and fucking going at it. And I'm just watching tips roll into this dude. And yesterday when I went there, it was this guy. I can't think of what his name was. It was something like the Dapper Rapper or something like that. First of all, I was laughing. I made myself laugh because – You know how like when you have the man bun on the top, like people call that a top knot? This dude had one in his beard and I kept calling it a bottom knot. (laughs) So he had this like twisty knot thing in his beard. But this guy was clearly free-flowing. And when people would come in the chat and he's got the chat scrolling on the screen. This is on Twitch? On Twitch. uh, He's just got a beat, just a a normal beat just looped, probably like a royalty-free just beat just on loop. And people are coming in the chat and, like, interacting with him, and he's free-flowing and answering them and, and shouting people out. And it's just some random white dude with a big beard, uh a bottom knot, and long hair and shit, and he's got a fucking – he's just set up Twitch streaming and rapping and making money. It's awesome. I'm just like, dude, this is what I mean. Like, you got to embrace the new way of doing things. This is people – getting creative we don't have live events you're seeing a lot more online shows and things like that live streams and now you're starting to see other genres come together and and do something similar it's really cool i don't know mm-hmm. i like it
1: i'm not i'm not it makes it. me think about and this is this is what you were confused about i put on intermediate formats and i was thinking about this about what made me think about this was uh i was listening to so we have the free trial of sirius xm in the car because we just got a new car, you know. They always come with a free SXM three month trial. Or oh yeah, for sure. And I do know that SS- SXM is popular, but at the same time, it feels like every time I listen to it, I'm like, why isn't like this the standard for a radio in the car? You know, why is it still broadcast? You know, why isn't it satellite radio now? Like, why isn't this the standard? It makes so much more sense. You know, I always listen to Ozzy's Boneyard because it's all fucking seventies, and eighties metal tunes, or lithium, which is you know all the nineties alt, alt rock and grunge. So let me
0: let me just quickly, anecdotally, take it a step further. Why is that even? Why why even go there? Like why not bypass it and just load like Spotify and show so like that, that was that's then.
1: So that's what I was getting at is oh, okay. why isn't this the standard? And it's like well because and, and it it is a standard in a way. A lot of people use it. I'm not I, SXM is not the best example, uh, but like uh but it's just like yeah when i can just i pay 10 dollars a month to spotify i can just turn on this is aussie radio you know what yeah. i mean and so it's like i think about these these kind of formats that were at the at the the tail end of a format so i feel like sxm is like the end of broadcast radio you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's we've moved into the streaming Type of radio? Well,
0: yeah, because nearly every car nowadays either supports Apple. What's it called? Apple Car CarPlay? CarPlay. Yeah, Apple CarPlay or Android Audio yeah. or Auto or whatever it's called. Nearly everyone supports it. They just you plug your shit into the normal port that you yeah. plug into to charge, and it just picks up and goes. Yeah. I love the fact that uh it's now to the point where like even apps on your phone are being. Uh, I don't know what it is, formatted so that when it comes up, you can use, like, Waze and the, you know, full screen yeah. in your car and shit like that. Yeah. I've also noticed a couple cars come
1: with Waze. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. It, and I was thinking of, I was trying to think of, like, do you, what are some formats you think that, like, I feel like we're kind of, I, like, here, here's an example. Do you remember Sony Minidisc? Oh, for in sure. In the late 90s? Yeah. It, it's, it was like. It was just unnecessary and they put so much time, research, energy, design, form factor, all this stuff into trying to get this format to land and it didn't because it was so goddamn expensive.
0: So was that, remind me, was that the one that wasn't like a CD? It was more like a, a,
1: a square disky thing. It was a, it was a, it was a tiny CD inside of a square cartridge.
0: Yeah. But see, I feel like they were trying to solve a problem. The fact that things get, scratched and shit and, like that and
1: it's like this the problem they were trying to solve was twofold it was that it was they're durable yeah and you know sony was calling it the return of the walkman because they were because they were easily write write rewrite cds mm-hmm. in the thing uh so they were trying to get back to that kind of classic w- within the device i can record shit you know what i mean yeah and uh and i just remember like uh, i Talking with my dad because my dad was a big fan. Like he was, he was all in. Yeah, and and I thought they were super cool. And it sounded, they did sound amazing. The big selling point was that they sounded better than MP3s that you were burning to CDs. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you fast forward two years from there, and then you know three years, four years, five years, and now I'm able to pull down streaming 320 or higher quality audio files without even having to you know so it doesn't matter you know it's just like just like so many millions of dollars of product design wasted on this thing that only lasted for like six months (laughs) another one would have been um
0: laser discs same dude record size disc movies that's that's uh I have never heard anything more absurd. Like that's the most American product I've yeah, ever. Yeah, and then you are buying,
1: and then you're you know spending fifteen hundred dollars on a laser disc disc player. Dick, laser discs, laser, Dick. Dicks, uh, laser <laughs> disc player, and it was like again, that was a format that was like had promise for a couple of years, maybe, and then it was like, oh wait a minute, we can fit all that stuff now on this one that's five inches wide. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit. A five inch wide laser disc? Laser dick? Laser dick, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm going to somehow have to use laser dicks as the episode title. I, I'm going to. Five inch out.
1: long laser dick.
0: Five inch wide, wide laser dick. Laser dicks. Done. There it is. Uh, hopefully I remember that.
1: But uh, no, you know, it's, it's just interesting. I, like, I just feel like there are these kind of two. It's, see, I, I look at it differently than like VHS and Betamax because that was actually like a. Two formats that hadn't taken on, that hadn't caught on yet and one won one. Same thing with, uh, Blu-ray and HD DVD. That's what
0: I was getting ready to say.
1: And, uh, <clears throat> I remember my father-in-law got us an HDD, HD DVD video player, uh, f- uh, for Christmas. And like literally like three weeks later, they were like, we're no longer, Toshiba's <laughs> like, we're no longer making HD DVD. Yeah. Because Blu-ray is the thing now. You know, Blu-ray is also easier to say. Yeah, HDD DVD.
0: You know, uh, what's crazy about that is that player and the the discs themselves are probably worth more now than they were then. Probably. Yeah, that's the way shit goes. Should have kept it. You know what's what else is crazy is I when you, when we started talking about this and then I brought up laser discs. I remember my school having same. Only place I ever saw yeah, it. Yeah, the only place I ever actually saw it was a Pioneer laser disc player, and just bullshit educational discs. Um, and when the school closed and they were tearing everything down, I remember asking like, "What are what are we doing with these?" You know, like I was the last, I was the last. Uh, I guess we call it graduating class. Hey,
1: hey, 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 you gonna keep that?
0: Yeah. What you what you got on my fucking what you got on my Pioneer over there? Um, and I remember researching like. How much are movies for this? And they were way too much. Way too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that pushed me into the underground uh, MIRC. Nice. Uh, which was where, that was like the original, that was before Napster. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, I, nowadays, I guess you'd call them Torrents and things like that. Before they were called, you know, you had Napster, LimeWire, shit like that. D- d- Is torrent stuff still a thing? Fuck yeah, it is. For real? Oh, yeah. Crazy. Uh, And then pre that, you had MIRC. And it was so cool because it was my first introduction into –
1: The black market.
0: No. Well, yeah. Criminal acts. Yes. But what I really mean is it was my first – it was my first uh, almost like secret society. Like – you, you didn't just like wander into an MRC chat. Like you had to find somebody on a message board somewhere that could invite you. And then once you got invited in, there would be like bots and stuff. And you had to interact with the bot by typing a command. Like you'd have to like at the bot command help. And it would list out like the commands. And then you would tell it, you know, uh, like, uh, exclamation point list. And then it would list out all the like files or programs or music it had and then you would get and type the file name and then it would send it to you like through a message it was super crazy but yeah it, it I, was ever, my- I, I
1: remember my friend was into it and it was always too confusing for me i was like i use apple computers
0: yeah <laughs> i want an apple IIe with fucking oregon trail uh no it was it, it was super cool like it, it made me feel kind of cool being like a young kid and like interacting with these like autonomous like bots that are just hosting files i it was it actually got me excited about technology and it's what pushed me into i want to learn how to like code websites i want to learn how to make animated gifs you know as a fucking uh, teenager and shit like that like it, it wasn't it wasn't readily accessible so back then i could charge people you know 70 or 100 bucks to make them a couple animated gifs in that whatever the banner you remember there was like a specific banner size 728 by 90 there you go uh I would make animated GIFs in that for people to promote their music and CDs and make a 100 bucks, And I just had fun doing it. So that's back when you could do that shit. Now you could download a fucking app on your phone and churn one out in 40 seconds. We don't need people like
1: you, Colin. We got apps. Look, man. Look, man. I'm I, 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 There's times where I'm still doing two, three logos a week. That's tight. It's fun. Is it fun? Uh, I Although I did post a bunch of new work yesterday. I saw that. It's like you forgot your login
0: until the other day and you're like, oh, yeah, you know,
1: and it, it was it, I should have spaced those out. I lost two followers. <laughs> oh. Somebody is scrolling through. Like, fuck, I don't want to see. Fuck, I don't want to see this guy anymore. Two uh, people thought that last night.
0: So are you familiar with Hootsuite? What are you familiar with Hootsuite? The, tw- the Twitter client? Uh, it's a it's a social media client. Oh, okay. In in general, it works for like IG, Facebook, everything. Uh, You can go on there, like call it Sunday, spend uh, an hour pre-setting all your posts for the week. And then just let it go. Just forget about that social media account for the whole week. And it posts it at – you. and you can look at your analytics and see like when do do I get the most engagements. And so you can post it at 3 p.m. on Wednesday where you know you're going to get the most engagements. And then the algorithm will help because you're getting those engagements and so you'll get more. And then you can reassess the analytics and post it at the times that best work for you. And you did it all on Sunday. It's like fucking meal prepping for social media posts. That's what it is. It's like I sat at home and cooked a whole bunch of chicken and rice. This
1: is why you do what you do and why I do what I do.
0: (laughs) Because you get on there
1: and post a shit ton and lose
0: followers. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because I just go, oh, shoot. I got a bunch of new stuff to post. Post, eh, post, eh, post.
0: I mean, just because I know about it doesn't mean I do it. (laughs) I'm really good at giving advice. I'm not so good at taking it. Even when it's me to me. Uh, So something really interesting happened. I had a realization, and so well. First of all, can we talk about these beers real quick? Not a fan. Uh, no, they're actually really good. I every time I see hazy IPA, I don't know why that buzzword makes me not want to
1: try it. You know, it's it's one of those things where just like we use, just just like everything's an IPA now. Yes, it didn't used to be. You know, everything's hazy or juicy. Yeah, they're essentially the same thing. Uh, juicy usually means it's a little fruitier. Hazy just means it's hazy. So you, it's, it's, it's generally a unfiltered IPA, so it is not crystal clear. So it generally has a thicker, juicier taste. Uh, just like me.
0: Mm. Um, so you brought us Sierra Nevada hazy
1: little thing IPA. Yeah, this is one of the OGs. Like, this was one of the first big hazy ones. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, to me, it's an easy, like, if. Like I was at Kroger up there and I was just like walking back and forth and couldn't decide anything and I was I know this is good. It's one of those ones that's always good.
0: Yeah. All right. So I had a realization. I'm going to share it. Uh, <clears throat> we have, as of lately, been dealing with a rodent. Um, I'm not sure what rodent. I, it's either a mole, a vole, or a groundhog.
1: Okay. So this is no. This is not what we talked about last week with the mice in the garage. No. This Absolutely. Is a road not. And outside. This is a rodent outside.
0: Uh, so, my kid takes the dogs out, so he's out back every day. Um, I don't go out back every day. Uh, I did go out back the other day and I noticed a fucking mound of dirt. And I was like, holy shit, what is that? Um, I look at it for a minute and I'm like, what the fuck could that be? Like, I don't know what would do that. And I was like, wait a minute. I vaguely remember, you know tunneling animals might do that because when they come up from the tunnel it pushes the dirt out it kind of mounds they go back down in then you're left with this little mound of dirt and I'm like you mean because you've watched
1: Looney Tunes cartoons Uh,
0: yeah but that's not where I got
1: it (laughs) I I was thinking more like Nat Geo you literally just described like a lot of cartoons okay okay but
0: maybe subconsciously that's where I got it but Nat Geo is what I was thinking of Uh, so I take a look I take a picture of it I send it to Dave and Kyle and I go what fucking animal did this and Within 25 seconds, both of them reply, groundhog. And the other one's like, oh, yeah, I agree. Based on the size of the debris and the pebbles there, I'd say groundhog. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Who the fuck are these goddamn Steve Irwin friends of mine? So – or Jack Hanna. I should have went with Jack Hanna, not Steve Irwin. RIP. Uh, <clears throat> so I Google groundhog hole. And that could go very bad, right, if I have Googled, like, Colin – hole like i might get a bunch of assholes like just straight buttholes uh hog hole <laughs> that's what i'm saying so with this i got actual groundhog holes and i looked at it and i'm like fuck man that that's exactly what it is and then i start looking at it compared to you know uh uh vole and mole and it's like well if it's a crescent shape on the top then it's probably this and i was like, like this is too Most this is too much
1: also like that big
0: you think that there's a comparison there's like inches difference between all three of them Hmm. like the the overlap is a lot larger than i thought when hmm. i thought moles and bulls, i thought you know little fuckers like the size of big mice or rats or something it's they're not all like that they Crazy. can they can get wild um anyway so we have one the motherfucker is like tunneled over on the corner of my house and it's somehow fucking up something to where i'm getting moisture in that corner not on the on the floor but the wall was visibly discolored there from moisture outside no inside oh. in my basement right over there oh that one yes that's right from that, the thing that's y- from the it's whole gotta th- be it's oh. the exact spot that it is we, we've been here this house is brand new it's waterproof basement uh, we have a sump pump we have the whole nine they have waterproofing around the edge apparently what happens with these little fuckers is they do tunnel near your foundation super common it's also super common for them to fuck the waterproofing up and for you to start getting water in your basement so you have to kill these bitches Dropping M80 down that motherfucking hole. Dude, <laughs> I need to do something. That's very like – you went back to the Looney Tunes with the Wiley Coyote. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so it got me thinking, holy shit, that whack-a-mole game, I could do that in real life. Yeah. I could wait on that little fucker to come up. Where do you think
1: they got the inspiration for that that's game? That's what I'm saying. It was probably somebody who – that's what I mean, my, my realization. Some farmer walking around his yard. With a shovel. Going, which one of these holes are you in, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, little fucker pops up, <laughs> dong! Hit him with the shovel. So,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling love for that thing right now. Like, I will I will throw hands if I see it. I will punch it right in its face, hard. I just can't believe that it's causing an issue. I actually thought my sump pump went out. That's some like grown up shit. I was like, oh fuck, man! I guess my sump pump went out. Uh, and then I was listening for my sump for the next like three days, and I did not hear it. I mean, it's because it was like 100 degrees outside.
1: And- yeah, maybe because there was no moisture in the ground.
0: Dude, I was making assumptions. Bad assumption. They came out with like, dude. sump pumps. Bad assumptions. <laughs> uh, fuck,
1: we just went off the rails there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is what we get for being in a suburban basement. Talking about sump, sub pump, sump pumps. I can't even say the goddamn word. Sump pumps. <laughs> you got to just slang it in there. Sump pumps. That's the thing. That word is literally designed to be said by people from central Ohio. Sump pump. <laughs> that's true because if you pronounce it with all the letters and syllables, it throws you for a loop. You got that sump up
0: down there? Uh, here's another one that I can't say fast. Can you say rear wheel? Rear wheel. See? You said rear rear. Rear wheel. Yeah, that's, that's a hard one. Rear wheel. Rear wheel drive. See? You said real wheel. Real wheel. Rear wheel drive. See? You gotta really put some concentration into it. Uh, so I don't even try. I'm just like back wheels. <laughs> Fuck that rear word. See how I had to pause after rear? It's, it's the two R's. It's the starting and ending with an R that throws everything off.
1: I got a story. Cause Tell this, me. this, uh, the, the drive of a car made me think of this. So on Friday, I went to a protest downtown. Uh, Friday afternoon. Four thirty, okay, and uh, uh, buddy and I went, and, and there was uh, I don't know maybe one hundred fifty people there, the size of a good punk show, okay, <laughs> and it was you know punks and for the most part and and uh, you know it was calm, peaceful, it you know the chants were not, but sure. We were on the in the parking lot of the Fraternal Order of Police building, demanding that the police chief step down. So, uh, but it was it was happy and peaceful, and people were having a good time. And um, the all of a sudden, you, you could just feel there was a there was a string quintet playing, okay, from Capitol University, okay, playing some songs one of the guys who was leading the the protest was, was playing. So he spoke, some, he said some stuff beforehand and then they were playing some songs. It was like really beautiful and quiet and you could just feel the tension in the air rising. And then like some people were looking, I turned around and looked and saw that there was a line of bike cops. And then a couple of cops were got tow trucks to tow. They had cars blocking the alley. So cars couldn't come through. And, so they had tow trucks towing the cars, and you could just. And then the cops, like, kind of. There was one car still parked across the entrance to the parking lot, and they wanted they wanted her. They wanted the owner of that car to move their car. And women woman went up to talk to them. They surrounded the car. They, this one, I don't even know if it was her car. They wanted to talk to, him. and then they cuffed her, and all of a sudden it was an ordeal, and uh, and then. It just, these cops, it, it was like, you hear so many, I see so many Facebook arguments where people talk about like, you know, the, the cops gotta come out there because of rioting and, and stuff like that. It's like, the, these guys showed up looking for a fight. And yes, there were some people at the protest who were looking for a fight too, mostly, uh, suburban white punks. Mm -hmm. Which is funny. They're always like, and you know, that's, you know, whatever. like people like wearing hard hats and shit like that, you know, and having shields like it's Portland. And, uh, but these cops were looking for a fight and they were just standing there, just smug, smiles on their, smirks on their faces. It was, it was gross. And um, two women were, Taught, like we're just trying to ask them why they were acting the way they were acting when this was a peaceful protest and we weren't doing anything wrong. And uh, I mean we were on private property so that is one thing but still it was – it was just – it felt so one-sided and uh, we watched two two women get pepper sprayed in the face and dragged off in uh, – with their hands zip tied together. Mm. For no reason, for no reason whatsoever. And so then it was, you could, you could feel the, the, like I said, the tension was peaking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is going to, and so then, you know, the organizers were starting to say, you know, like, you know, white folks get in front, you know, get, you know, to, to protect our black and brown bodies and, and stand there with, with my buddy th- and, and he and I talked to each other later that night about this and it was just like, it was going through my head like, I might go to jail tonight yeah. or I might get tear gassed right now. Like I, like it was, it was wild. You know, this was not like the protests I went to, you know, the other ones I went to where it was just marching and chanting. Like this was like serious. So then we dissipated without there being any other incident. Uh, but this is what made me think of this conversation in the first place. So then we're getting ready to leave and there was one girl who worked at the FOP building was part of this protest so i think that's how it kind of really in. i'm not sure because i just remember saying where's the girl who lives in the build or who works in the building you got to get your car out of this lot you know so she gets in her car and it's a little uh front wheel drive small thing like your mm-hmm. hyundai and oh, okay. something like no, thank you no but uh, you know it's a, a more compact it's not a jeep car. i get it and uh and she pulls <laughs> forward and there's this little embankment between two parking lots. Oh, my God. That's about four feet wide and about a foot and a half of pitch. And it's like rocks. She goes, it's just, g- g- and the front wheels are just stuck in the shit. Oh, fuck. And so there's like, and I'm right there. And there's like four or five people are like, we got to help her get her car out of here. So we go to lift up the the front to see if we could dig out some of these rocks and i'm grabbing the i grab put my hands underneath the the wheel well yeah and i look down and i was like we moved some of these rocks but the that one and that one and that one are going to go straight through my shins as soon as that wheel spins and anyway we're like okay one two three we're like nope that's not gonna happen like couldn't wouldn't even budge because of the way the car was sitting on this thing so we all we sold her put it in neutral and we got like 10 people lifted the back of this fuck It was probably a civic or something like that mm-hmm. lifted the back of this fucking car and pushed it down this little embankment That's but dude it was so but it was it was just the timing of it because it was already the stress and the tension and the emotion and the atmosphere was already just like bubbling over and just going through the roof but then this like poor woman like gets her fucking car stuck yeah and we're all just like how are we oh dude it was it was just such a it was i i felt like was it the tension breaker kind of but at the same time it was like it added some tension to it because it was like we got to get her out of here you know these cops are like closing in and like they're swarming anyway it was crazy but <clears throat> just to just uh, i i say that to say i forgot to put it on the board because i want to talk about it I, I i say that to say that like yeah the shit's falling off the radar as far as being all over your feed but this shit is still happening out there daily weekly yeah. change is still happening change is still being demanded so like if you find yourself on a friday or saturday Yeah, you know, with nothing to do, like, go out, demand change. I'm not, like, an activist by any means, but, like, it took two hours and a little bit of stress. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just think don't ignore the fact that, you know, black lives still and always have mattered. And, like, that's a sweet shirt, by the way.
0: Yeah, this is uh, Dave uh, and Tattoo Snob released this together. Uh, Dave had put it up, and I think Tattoo Snob said, hey, can we, like,
1: I can can we print those and then i'll just donate all the money real talk for a long time i thought tattoo snob and dave were the same person what i did that's weird i don't know why for some reason i thought it was his like he had like a account that was like a
0: magazine or something yeah no totally not um but super cool and yeah i think a a bunch of us got these shirts so you'll see several around uh several around columbus
1: Anyway, don't drive your front-wheel drive car down a little embankment because the- – You
0: know, I actually saw a car that did something similar just uh, – where I live, there's a lot of like – where like all the side of the road, it's a big ditch. So then the only place you can pass those big ditches are like people's driveway, right? I saw somebody that looks like they tried to turn into one of those driveway, but turned in too early and ended up with the front on this side of the ditch and the back on this side of the ditch and both wheels just hanging. That was it. So – Shit was all over. I guess everybody was doing that this weekend. Uh, so I see that you you still have socks on without your Jesus mandals. Does that mean your toe is still... Uh,
1: it's, it's not as crazy as it looked last week, but...
0: Well, I, uh, I actually didn't see it last week, which was fine. And I'm fine saying that I never got to see it. I'm okay with all of that. Uh, I'm saying I'm not wearing
1: socks because I'm embarrassed of it like I was last week. Oh,
0: you were embarrassed of it? I thought well, you were doing that for like protection.
1: That too, but it was also... It would have distracted you the whole time. Hmm. Um, But uh, update on that was I waited another whole day and a half, tried to walk it off until Sierra was just like, it literally looks like you have a balloon for a toe. You need to go to urgent care and get that shit sorted. (laughs) What
0: what are they going to do at urgent care?
1: Well, if it's infected, they give you an antibiotic.
0: Yeah, but are so, you saying
1: you couldn't look at it and see if it was infected or not? Yeah, but I can't just prescribe myself an antibiotic.
0: You're right. But like the way you made it seem is like you don't really know what's going on.
1: But oh, no. Maybe knew, you should have them I, look at I knew at it. it was likely infected, but I thought I Got could it. just walk it off. Got Okay. And so – That's uh, very toxic I of know, you. I know. I know. And so – Well, in my mind, I was telling myself that it was looking better when it was actually looking significantly worse. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I got urgent care. It's actually the best urgent care experience I've ever had my entire life. Hmm. Upper Arlington Urgent Care. uh, They have like COVID measures where you sign up on a thing in the lobby, like in in between the glass doors and then they call you. I filled out a little form in an app and I was, from the moment I got in there to the moment I got home, it was 35 minutes. So can I just say
0: that even that – I even question why that's the best
1: experience. Well, The best experience because I was from I, the parking lot to my house in 35 minutes. That's
0: okay. what I mean. Well, what I meant was why do you think that Upper Arlington provided the best service?
1: Oh, that has nothing to do with that.
0: That's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't think that there's something where there is an expectation for this affluent area – that's not a low or, mm. or modern income mm. where they provide probably a significantly better experience in and out the door.
1: So that might be true and that is fucked up, that it's likely true. That is not what I was implying.
0: No, no, no. And, and I, I didn't mean that you were implying that. I just mean that that to me, yes. you unconsciously were saying this is a great experience. And me in this day and age, in this climate, I see that and go, now why was that the best experience? Oh, it's probably because it's a very
1: affluent extremely white area speaking of if you uh i'm not going to get into it right now but if you if you're from columbus ohio google the history of ua oh yeah it's not pretty
0: oh yeah there's a there's something even with upper arlington high school right like the basement or something did we talk about this no we didn't but i I have friends Uh, who went there
1: yeah the parking lot is on top of the graveyard from like the cemetery from this Community of freed black slaves who had started there, who were driven out of town yeah. by King Thompson, like the realtor, King Thompson.
0: Get the fuck out of here.
1: So that, that was a dude, and he and his brother promised that they were founding a, a city that was going to be whites only, and they drove out a whole community of freed black folks that was started by one dude and let his kind of family and community expand. It's, it's fucked up. Look it up, though. You need to know the dirty history of this dang town.
0: So the news did uh, like an expose story on that, uh, I want to say some years ago, um, and then I've seen a number of posts uh, from a friend of mine who um, lives there and is very active uh, in several different several different things he should be outspoken for. That's all I can really say. Like, I, I don't want to go into his business, but... Now that I'm thinking about it, this is a guy that we should get on the podcast. Sweet, he he would be a, a fantastic person to get on. The podcast. And
1: I'm not just trying to shit on UA, although I like to shit on UA uh, because it's not. I mean, Clintonville calls itself super lib. Maybe its history is is isn't as dark, but like Clintonville won't allow more than X amount of bars or nightclubs or anything like that mm-hmm. in their in their town limits or whatever you know it's it's like it's like the the classist and racist underbelly is there on everything but like it's just you read about places like ua where it was like holy shit like that's what this this town was founded on ua needs to
0: fucking limit the number of vegan bake shops that's what they need to do (laughs) jesus i want some i want some more like donuts or something like straight up non-vegan donuts but when i go to clintonville all i can seem to get is vegan treats and tea So that's that. Um, For a second there, we were talking about like this shirt and it got me thinking about another thing you had put on the board, which was hardcore kids that essentially wore like neon clothing and shit like that. Now, when I read that, I don't think hardcore kids are using that term loosely, loosely, very loosely. So you're thinking like, let's call them crab core kids.
1: Yeah. Metal core
0: kids. That was that kid huh i was that kid so i'm gonna i'm gonna read
1: you, you the conversation that led to me putting that okay
0: on. i was gonna say because if you happen to pull out a photo of me we'd have problems no, but it, the conversation involves you
1: fuck
0: uh it was with i used to just anecdotally i used to uh matt i had, had like lots of uh dunks vandals And I matched all of my dunks and vandals and all of the crazy hype beast colors
1: to my emo shirt of the day. Nice. Okay. So I was talking to a, uh, friend who also listens to the podcast. Uh, it was Tish anyway. And, uh, (laughs) I was asking her, I was asking her if she, if she was ever into four year strong. Okay. Okay. And she said, uh, she, she said something like she listened to him a little bit back in the day but it was never banned like she goes back to anything like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was listening to any of the enemy of the world, which okay. I love. I know you like the one before that. Yeah. And uh I sent her a song and we were talking about it and she goes, "I just never go back to this band because it's and I don't know why cuz it's good." And I said, "To be clear, it's the first time I've listened to it in like 5 years." She goes, "I know some people who like number one like they're number one fans." I didn't get it and I was like, "It's people like Jeff Summerfield Hardcore kids who wore neon shit. (laughs) Oh, you motherfucker. And she was like, you better put that on your board or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. But I mean, that, you, like, no, like, I, like, when I think of like metalcore and hardcore guys who wore loud shit, it's like, you're like, like, to me, it's like the, the fucking dictionary definition.
0: Yeah. But the, the difference was, is I did that during the, I listened to pop punk phase, right? So it wasn't
1: definitely, I'm definitely, Lumping it together, lumping it together because yeah, yeah. that like there was it, it was the because it, it was it bled into like Warped Tour and Hot Topic and stuff like that. But like no, that's just it was just oh, really
0: funny. Absolutely, uh, I distinctly remember setting up a photo shoot uh, for the band Amaya. So I was in Amaya with like Kyle and James and everybody, uh, and we got this photographer uh, photographer who is known he's from Dayton he shot a lot of like a lot of big band photography happened to be out of Dayton i was like i'm going to hit this dude up hit him up and he's like oh what were you thinking and you know in looking at his photos there was definitely that like bright you know lots of color party atmosphere it was it was that whole genre that whole vibe uh, so we hit him up got him to come down we went to dodge skate park and we used sidewalk chalk to basically chalk and create this huge crazy like elaborate scene in which we're chalking and stuff and he took photos using a fisheye lens beautiful bright blue sky in the sun and like that entire picture and that that is exactly what you're talking about I remember specifically going your guys' shirts aren't bright enough and so I had spare bright shirts in the car and I made other people in the band put on brighter shirts I'm like what are you doing showing up in like white and, like, uh, black and grays and dark blues. Like, you need this fucking neon. <laughs> you need neon green. Here, take this. I I never, I
1: never got. I never went there. I, the, I think the most, like, the, the brightest I got was, like, red shirts and then, like, baby blue shirts. Did you have the
0: Under Oath shirt uh, that was, like, it had the pink, like, X on it? No. You didn't have that one? I thought I fucking everybody had that shirt.
1: No. But... And it is funny, though, because, like, back at that in that time period, I was doing a lot of merch design for bands. What? I fucking found the that band. exact image I was talking about on Google. I just Googled. What?
0: Tell me that's not it.
1: That's exactly what oh, you were talking dude, that about. That looks like a fucking, that looks like a Sum 41 album cover or something like that
0: yeah that's the exact
1: oh my god the
0: best part about it is that that photo is on look at the website
1: myspace yeah dot com that's right oh my
0: god yeah that was uh a hundred percent my doing that's so funny also can we talk about how i had like almost no tattoos i just had like one half sleeve over here. facial hair uh no i had zero facial hair i had real hair then when was this man this would have been, like, 07?
1: Oh, so, this is after Capital Tragedy. Yes. Oh, seven. Yes. What was I doing? What was I doing in 07? Oh, oh it's at 07, like, I was, like, deep in hardcore. Oh, you had in,
0: camo, camo pants on? In the
1: cut. Oh, yeah. All yeah. over print hoodies. A, a
0: small, uh, a very small brimmed hat. Yeah. Okay.
1: All over print hoodies.
0: Yeah. Bape. Bape. <laughs> oh, we said babe at the same time. Oh man, I'll drink to that. Cheers.
1: Yeah, I missed Yeah, yeah. When, I, when 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 you were going neon, I was going camo.
0: Damn, you said when you when y'alls were going neon. When y'all's yens when yens were going neon. Dude,
1: if if my mother or father heard me say that just now, mm-hmm. if when y'all's oh <laughs> man. You're oh from goddamn Michigan. Uh,
0: I saw a very, very sad thing. So, this used to be, this used to be something we talked about regularly. Because I feel like, like every time we did the podcast for, it was like four times in a row. I had canes. Well, I had canes today. Okay, picked up my daughter uh, from daycare. Knew that we'd be doing this podcast. Was like, you know, we need something quick. Uh what do you guys want? Settled on canes. I pull up to the window to get my food and as I'm pulling up I notice something extremely tragic on the ground. Somebody dropped like 5 pieces of toast. And I like I I
1: felt for that person. I thought you were about to say you got home and had no toast. No. I get all of. The I've toast. been like, I would have gone straight back for that shit. First of all, this fucking place only serves
0: chicken fingers and fries and toast. Like that's all they have. They don't. I don't even count coleslaw. They, they so give good, you though. They give you a shot of coleslaw. It's so good. Though. It's literally served to you in the same cup you would make a Jello shot in. You know, like I wouldn't use that cup for for ketchup. It's so small, <laughs> and that's the amount of coleslaw they give you. That being said, uh, I don't like coleslaw. I always sub that shit out for more toast. Um, anyway, but I'm pulling up and I I can't help but look at that and go, somebody – some poor bastard or or bast- bastardette. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, anyway, Bastige uh, dropped their toast and then I was like, hold on. Fuck, man. Five pieces though? Like that might have been multiple people dropping toast. So as I'm sitting there, there's toast under my car and birds are – they just do not give a fuck that I'm driving a vehicle. Like birds are like – deboing my car out of the way to try and get this toast and so i stop and birds are like under the car and shit and then i start to go and you see birds come out from under the car (laughs) i'm like holy shit they have the timing down to where they're like and he fucking stopped go steal steal team six go and like they rush in and get little bits of toast and then bounce out which i mean honestly i'd probably do it for the toast too but it was just really sad to see that much fucking toast on the ground did i ever tell you the story about andrew and the toast Okay, so he he swore for years that, and I know you don't necessarily know Andrew, but you know, know who he is. Well. Uh, he swore for years. He's like, "Do the toast is fucking garbage. It's trash. I I Pure hate the idiot, toast." For sure, I know. Dad. Oh, I know. Uh, he one time went as f- far as to send. He lit the toast on fire and sent me a small video of the toast just on fire. He's like, "Fuck this trash," and then fast forward like a year and a half random text out of nowhere and he goes hey man i got a confession and i was like oh god like what is it he goes dude i've been fucking with kane's toast for like a solid six months and didn't want to tell you (laughs) he was like that shit is so good i don't know what the fuck i was thinking i might have been in just denial but i am fucking with that toast and i have been for months and it's been weighing on me so i just wanted to tell you that's hilarious yeah get yourself some toast y'all uh oh shit getting some text messages. Do you have, do you have friends that like uh just perpetually have a chat going and the chat consists of just either memes or TikTok videos?
1: Uh I have a couple um uh, I have a couple Instagram friend groups that are just meme sharing groups. Do you have uh this is not the same group
0: and it just got me thinking about this whole thing though. You ever just laugh at inappropriate memes that you know you shouldn't laugh at? Sure. Do you have a specific set of friends that you know you can share those with? Sure. Yeah, me too. Sometimes I see memes and I'm like, holy shit, that's a wrong meme. I will not post this. I won't even save it. But I'm going to forward this to two people. <laughs> <laughs> I have like – I have two specific people that do not know the boundaries of how far memes should go. And – uh some of my favorite memes have come from that. It's hilarious. Very non-PC memes. All right. What are we doing, Colin? Hold on. I got to get this board open. Who else is on there? It's been uh, a pretty uneventful week. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, have work's you, been kicking my ass. Yeah, dude. I feel like, yes, work has been kicking my ass too. Okay. So I have uh, a product that launches tomorrow. And I know that's not your like necessarily your wheelhouse. You know what it entails, though. Um No, I'm the. I, it is
1: my wheelhouse. I'm just on the other side of that equation. I'm the one that's
0: advising. stopping you. I'm
1: the one who's stopping you from getting your product launched on time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. Uh, but you know what goes into you know that last minute crunch to like yeah. l- align everything, right? I've been feeling that for that's three weeks. I've
1: four prototypes today,
0: dude. I've been, I've been going hard at work. I'm talking like from the moment I get on fucking meetings until 5 and then immediately that meeting runs over and I go okay guys it's 505 like I have a hard stop I got to get my daughter and then I throw I throw everything down I sign off and I quickly go get in the car and I drive to get my daughter by 5:30 like my life is just in shambles from kind of the moment I wake up because I wake up late uh until I get her and then it's like <sighs> Okay, I can fucking breathe. Like, there's nothing else to really do. And then there's tonight where we have the podcast, and I feel like, oh, shit, I got a bunch of shit to do. So,
1: shit has been crazy. Yeah, it has. Uh, I was going to say, it made me think of something. I don't know. Um, Yeah, shit shit has been... It, it, I feel like it's just like out of nowhere. It's just been really stressful. Yeah. Like out of nowhere.
0: That's how my like last three weeks have been. And I, I wonder if everybody's feeling that. I will say that I've had no problem working in quarantine, right? I've had no problem being a remote employee taking meetings, but I will say that there is something that is lacking about the disconnect of, of when to work and when to be home. I'm, I'm having trouble like turning off at the right time.
1: You know, and uh, it's, it's funny. I feel like that is one way that I have been like really thriving. One way I've been really, really? thriving is working at my own pace on my own schedule. So obviously I have meetings. Mm-hmm. Obviously I'm online from, well, I'm online all the time with, with work. Like anybody can get a hold of me whenever at any somebody call me right now it's a big deal yeah but uh you know i'm i'm available between eight and six mm-hmm. give or take and uh like as work with work as my focus but like i've gotten really good at like doing a couple of meetings and then like doing a load of dishes and then like sending a couple of emails off and then like sweeping and mopping or throwing a little laundry in and then you know doing another meeting and then like taking a walk around the block or going for a bike ride around the block with Beatrice. Then like getting in the zone for like three hours, getting another, you know, like I've gotten really, and then like maybe shoot a couple emails off in the evening, maybe design a couple more screens or something at like 11. Yeah. But just like at my own pace. So I'm still doing eight to 10 hours of work every day, Mm -hmm. but just like interspersed in between parenting and homeschooling and all that stuff. And so it's like I uh, maybe it's is because I fly by the seat of my pants on everything in life and I don't have a central place where I'm always working at home, but I feel like it's one place I've been like totally thriving It's really weird that's awesome that's that's great and like and going into the office for like three to ten hours a week, you know, just to have some quiet time like if it's like oh, I got a two hour meeting with a client, yeah. I need nobody bugging me, you know, yeah, so yeah. That's great. And like, honestly, like I've
0: always, I've always done really well in a work from home environment. Um, you know, I've had colleagues comment, like, I actually think that you may be more productive at home. And I'm like, I kind of am because like when I used to work from home, I didn't have anything going on. It's like my kids were either at school or daycare. So, you know, a lot of times my wife was also at work. I was just here and with nothing to distract you, you just kind of focus in. But I think that's kind of my point is, a lot of people are going through that oh, and a, sure. a lot of people are focused in. So what I feel is happening is people are definitely more apt, one, to schedule meetings because they can't just stop by your desk or something like that. Um, but two, uh, I just feel like I've been in – I mean like quite literally and I've been feeling for the past three weeks or a month, I've been in meetings all fucking day all fucking day and it's not even if i wasn't in this meeting there's two more lined up that i just have to ignore because i'm in this one like yeah i have been in a lot of fucking meetings and i know that's because we have no choice but to have meetings we're all remote right now um i just wonder if everybody's feeling that same you know i'm getting pretty burnt out on uh working solid just solid blocks from the moment i get on until five i mean i can't even count the number of times in the past month that i just like didn't eat lunch or like a meeting ended five minutes early so i went downstairs and fucking like housed some poor snack that was just sitting there trying to be a snack and i was like fuck you i'm gonna eat the whole thing a lot of times
1: like um, like, uh, and i will say this as a as like a creative director i get invited to a lot Uh of meetings that I don't need to be a part of, yeah. But I, but it's important that I'm there, yeah. You know whatever, and, uh, and it. it I, there's a lot of times where I'll, you know, have my AirPods in, and I will turn my camera off, and I'll like listen to the conversation while I'm doing a load of dishes
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I don't need to be a part of the conversation at all. Yeah, you know it's what more I mean. For awareness. Yeah, so. Uh, I, I, I do like that. But, yeah, the meeting fatigue is pretty fucking yeah brutal.
0: And then, like I said, we've been in crunch time because we're getting ready to launch the shit tomorrow. So uh, it's been extra bad. Yeah. I'm looking for that chilling out. Um, a quick update. Um, I know that I said we might move to Arizona. Still talking about it, man. A week later. A week later, we're still talking about it. We actually uh, we did some some furthering of that tonight. We talked to our realtor. You know, just to see, um, do you have any connections? Linked us up, you know.
1: Are you looking at a specific city?
0: Yeah, we're looking at a couple cities. Um, Chandler is one. Uh, Gilbert is one. Scottsdale.
1: So all Phoenix suburbs.
0: Yes, yes. Um, For a couple reasons, Uh, we feel that 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 gives us the greatest chance for us to stay on with our current companies. Um, They have locations there's two separate locations and these areas are kind of right in between two different locations um also knowing that in quarantine i mean we're working from home for an indefinite amount of time uh so what better time to move because even if they tell me five months from now like hey sorry you can't work there i'd go okay i've already been looking for five months i've been settled in i'm good to go um this podcast would have to go remote as fuck Cause I'm not, I mean, you know, it's not flying back every week to, to pod. Yeah. Maybe I'll just go to
1: Phoenix too. Yeah. So
0: we no, could take turns. Go. Like I'll come. If I, there. if
1: I went to Arizona, I would go, I would go to Tucson Southern. I like it better personally. Yeah. But yeah. Or there's Flagstaff. Flagstaff is so awesome. Like Flagstaff's up like uh, by the Grand Canyon. Uh,
0: have you guys ever considered moving out of state? Did, wait, we talked about this. We talked about, about, this. We talked
1: about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Nashville. Uh, we talked about that. We talked about Nashville. Is
0: that still, after all this time, is that still where you think you'd go?
1: No. No.
0: What's like the updated location that you could see? If yourself? I were to
1: move anywhere right now, it would be up to like the upper Peninsula, of Michigan where my brother and my dad live. Really? Yeah.
0: Is that because it, it plays into the lifestyle you like, like the outdoorsy? And-
1: it's it's just to me, it's, it's – uh, it like my brother's town Marquette is nice because it's it's a it's it's the second biggest town up there, which mm. is not I mean, not it's saying got, anything. It's got seventy five people. It's like I would call Marquette probably the size of like Zanesville. I don't know. You know. Mm. A bigger town that you would go through, sure. but but not big. And uh um but it's like a nice the community is really Arts focused and, and stuff like that. And there's a lot of really cool houses and cool stuff to do. And obviously cool outdoor stuff, but it's not a lot for my, for my trade up there. And, uh, but also my, my biggest thing on that is like, I love being in a big city. Mm -hmm. I've lived downtown in a big city for 10. uh, I lived downtown in a big city for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, like, like uh, uh, so, like, I also love that. I love noise. I love, you know, when i when I. The hustle and bustle? No, like, when I walk to my car, when I leave here, out here, it's like quiet. Yeah. You know, at my house, it's like, I hear a train. I hear 315. I hear a helicopter. I hear another helicopter. Yeah. You know, you definitely don't get the choppers out here, but we got a train uh, less than a mile away. So, you know, it's, a, it's, it's. I do love the loudness of the city. I uh, Another place that we had talked about uh, would be kind of finding that middle ground, which would be like somewhere like Yellow Springs or okay. Springfield or something like that, where you can get like a big ass, sweet, old mid-century house or sweet old country farmhouse mm. for not much money. And still be 35 minutes away from Columbus. You know what I mean? So like. So two things. Is, is a stretch. Two
0: two things unrelated to either. They're, they're not related to each other is what I mean. One, to put you in a box. I would see. I don't know why. I could see you moving to like Colorado. Is that just not even something like you'd consider? Uh, I feel like that's such a you place. I'm not like that outdoorsy. I'm not like. Well, because it's like it's like first of all, you got places like Denver that are straight up like they they got big city feel.
1: No, no. If 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 I went if I went to Colorado, I would go to Denver because there's also like a pretty strong metal scene there, especially like Doom and Sludge and stuff like that. So there's that, and and it's artsy. It's
0: it's progressive. It's uh, and then you have tons of outdoorsy stuff that's like weed, fucking legally as shit. Uh yeah, so the, it just feels like, you know, when I think about places, I think like that's a place
1: I could see you moving. Um, yeah, I don't know that if if I went if I went west, it'd have to be further west. Uh, I, I I think like I would maybe think about Southern Arizona or even like New Mexico, hmm. but if I were to go west, it would be like Seattle or San Francisco or something like that. It would need to be a coast.
0: Can I say that I don't feel that. Arizona would be my forever home. Like I've just hit this point in my life where like I've always wanted to move away and I've never managed to complete that task. And I've always wanted to do it and I just feel like it would be great to move away even if I come back. Even if I move in another three years. Like what the fuck? What's to really stop me? Uh, I would think that like the kids having some kind of stability. Dude, I can't go. Twenty-five minutes without Hayden going. So I was looking at houses, and I found this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is ready to go now. Now it, it, it's like now is the time if you're going to do that because yeah. you know, ten years from now he's going to be like, well, my best friend lives here, you know, or whatever. Right. But like, well, his that is the thing. His be- that's that's what started
0: it all is his his uh, best friend in the community moved to North Carolina, mm. and so we've we looked at North Carolina too. Like we found. Uh, great houses. Also, by the way, can I just say that the taxes in some of these other states, uh, we can easily afford like a a damn near double the price of a house. Yeah, and it's the
1: same. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the
0: same fucking money. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't know. You know, when I when I think about moving, like our house is like exactly what we wanted. Mm-hmm. It's the right size. I moved here. So it's, like, I'm not one of those people who's been, like, dying to get out. You know what I mean? Because you you did, technically. Yeah. Sierra doesn't really want to leave. You know what I mean? So, like, it is – I will say this. It is funny that you bring that up, though, because I will say since moving – since living here, so many people – especially because, like, I worked at Urban Outfitters and I was hanging out with all the, like, hipster CCAD art scene fashion scene guys, kids, and, like – everybody wants to go to New York Mm. or anything like that. And they all always come back. Every single one. They always come back. Yeah. Everybody I know who's like, I got to get out of this fucking town always comes back. It's just funny. So, uh,
0: when you said, uh, urban outfitters, it reminded me of when we had Clint on the podcast Mm -hmm. and I thought I'd throw a little plug out there. So Clint, uh, started a – I just called it a brand. He started a brand, uh, and I think you know they're doing like banners and clothing and shit like that. I don't know what all he wants to take it to, um, but he started this brand called Heavy Flavor, and he's got a pop-up gig this weekend, August 8th, at Lookout Supply in Columbus, Ohio.
1: Where's and
0: that? It's, uh, like Old Town East area. Oh, okay. Um, so – yeah it's gonna be i'm gonna go over to it um you should come out too it's like lookout supply is like very geared around towards like graffiti and shit like that they have uh you've probably you've probably seen like people posting you know big murals they did like legal walls and shit it's really the only legal walls in columbus that i know of Hmm. um they sell like you know montana paint like all the various paints that are specially formulated for graffiti which like i know that sounds like a weird thing but I mean you've seen some of the fucking art that's produced with these cans that's not you yeah. know that's not uh, run of the mill shit that's coming off Lowe's um, So yeah that's pretty cool like it, it it just popped in my head because you guys kind of connected over uh, both working at urban outfitters I think at the same time right
1: mm,
0: just before me just okay gotcha gotcha yeah so yeah that's cool that's gonna be yeah. a little a little event nice. that I go uh, go rummaging around. Um, the last thing I'm going to ask about, and it's cause it's been on here for a couple weeks and I know nothing about it is the Palm Springs movie.
1: Yeah. Really quick review. You should watch it. It's a great movie. Uh, That's I, a, that was the quickest review. Yeah, no, uh, it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original, um, called Palm Springs and it stars Andy Samberg mm. and a woman I've never heard of before, but she was awesome. And, uh, uh, JK Simmons is in it as well. What? wait, stop. Are not going to say the woman's
0: name? I can't remember her name. Okay.
1: But she's like a co-lead or something? She is a co-lead. All right. I've never seen her before. I've never heard of her before. So that's why I don't remember her name. I'm sorry. Well, look it up. I'm going to – I'm working on it right now. Keep, anyway, keep going. Anyway, it is a romantic comedy-ish. A.K.A. a
0: rom-com? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's it, it, it's it's a somewhat sci-fi movie, somewhat romantic comedy and it's a time loop movie. So think like, uh, Groundhog Day or, uh, that show Russian doll that was on Netflix. Yeah. Is that her? Yeah. Uh, her name is Kristen Malati. There you go. She was great. Um, but anyway, think about, think, think of it like, uh, Groundhog Day, but the way Andy Sandberg des- uh, described it, in an interview was like it's like Groundhog Day only it's like a thousand years later so Mm. it's like he's been in the time loop in this same day for a really fucking long time and he's so over living the same life over and over so like it's just Andy Samberg is great in it Uh, this woman what's her name again Christine Melody no not even (laughs) close Uh,
0: Kristen it's C-R-I-S-T-I-N Melody M I L I O T I, Christina Melody.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, she exactly. was great. Yeah, uh, no, just no. It was a really. Oh yeah, there's another thing too. There's like, J K Simmons' character is like hunting him the whole time because mm. he's been in this time loop forever too. It's just it's a really interesting. Why the fuck would funny you sp- movie?
0: Why would you spend your time hunting somebody if you're in this loop? Like, if if I kill them, won't they just come back tomorrow? They explain why. Oh, got it. I don't want to give that up. No, uh, you keep calling her Christine Melody, and it's funny because she's actually an, a singer. That's weird. Yeah. So it's like you its like you had a premonition. Oh. Yeah, good
1: movie.
0: Oh, cool. I'll have to check it out.
1: Um, really quick, before we're done, I also want to talk about Carrion really quick because it, it's I crazy.
0: was just going to say that because that's the last thing on oh. the list, Colin.
1: So, you know, it's one of the most fun video games I've played in a really long time. I'll say that, uh, uh, you know, I I don't get into a lot of like the, the, you know, you're playing Call of Duty shit. Uh, like I, I always get into like the quirky games. Fuck you. And, uh, but I had been I had been replaying th- through Red Dead Two. Okay. Like just because I love that game and I, it's an easy game to just relax and play. And then, uh, uh, my dude Chris told me about this game that was coming out on the Switch uh, and PC called Carrion and I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't think it was coming out on the Xbox but then I know, then it popped up Game Pass and I, I have Game Pass I was like, oh shit. So I downloaded it and uh, dude, it is a blast. So it is a side-scrolling platform game like a Sega Genesis. Okay? okay. It's all pixelated and shit like that. Okay. And it's they call it a reverse horror game. So you are a amorphous biomass creature that escaped as extraterrestrial creature that escaped from a lab. And the whole point of the game is to just get just to escape different parts of this lab and kill everybody in the process. And then there's like puzzles. Like you have, you, you get certain abilities as you go through and you have to like know when to use the certain abilities to unlock certain doors and stuff like that. And some of the abilities involve like you having to like remove some of your mass Like basically have to downgrade yourself to use different abilities and stuff like that. Mm. But it's also fucking gory as hell. Like you can – like you gain life by eating people but you can also just scare them. Like part of the game is terrorizing these people. It's like Monsters So they don't even want to fight you. Okay, So like you want them to be running from you instead of shooting you. So like you can be like – you can be crawling through like a place where they can't see you but then you can growl and they scream and run. And then you can, like, reach down and grab them and pull them up, you know. like all, And, like, you can whip them around. There's just blood everywhere. Dude, Jesus Christ. It's hilarious. And it's just so fun. Yeah. It's just hard enough to, to be fun to, like, want to keep playing. My kid's really into Five Nights at Freddy. You know, my kids, like, wanted to play it and then they they said it was a horror game and my kids are easily scared by stuff and i was like we're not doing that i think one of them might have it i don't remember it's it it seems
0: to be based on uh E. cheese this it's it's like all about like evil animatronics at a pizza shop
1: oh so it's basically some kids traumatizing nightmare that he turned into a game
0: yes but it it seemed <laughs> it seems kind of terrifying uh and then like you know i just thought it was like whatever it was just like a fucking thing full of like jump scares and shit like that and my kid had on he watches this youtube video or this youtube channel slash guy slash whatever uh called game theory have you ever heard of this Mm-mm. there is a gentleman who had he does multiple channels and it's like Film theory or this or that theory He does one called game theory These are the most well Researched and thought Out and fucking connect the dots Videos that I've Ever seen like I have no Problems listening to This guy talk as where You know we've talked about people like Flamingo I'm gonna ban that I'm banning Flamingo in the house I can't listen to that
1: dude talk Oh dude I literally yesterday Told Miles I said if you want to watch Flamingo, you have to watch it on your iPad or up in your room.
0: It was fucking headphones. I mean,
1: it's just like yes, I can't stand it. Uh,
0: and so like Albert, the, the the compromise is that he finds these things like game theory, and it actually drew me in. So I'm like on the I'm building my computer. I'm standing at um, the island there, and I'm and I'm listening to this guy talking. I'm like, man, this fucking dude is like well spoken, and I have no clue about any of these video games. But the way this guy tells the stories and the way he connects these dots from like – he did one on uh, Zelda and like Link all the way from like the fucking NES all the way up to Switch and connects all these dots in the timeline time along the way. Nice. Dude, I was like – I was kind of into that video and, I, and I'm listening to him talk like this is a smart motherfucker. He must spend a lot of time. And this must be his full time job. There's no way that that w- that anybody can put that much thought and connect that many dots. So if you're into like video games, if you're into Zelda, if you're into any of these old games, you should look up game theory and listen to some of the fucking theories he has about timelines. He's gone as far as like there have been uh, companies that have listened to his theory and been like. Wow, that's a fucking better story than our own story. And have actually <laughs> changed, they've actually changed their story with the next installment so of the. So you're saying
1: that this is a dork who's just spent way too much time thinking up thinking yes. fiction?
0: Yes, but he's so awesome. smart. And I fucking love that he listens to that shit instead of Flamingo. Yeah. That being said, we should wrap up. Episode 55 is in the books. We are still doing it, man. <laughs> We are still doing it week after week. Week after week. We out.